0: Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to a journey of empowerment and amplified voices. This is the Creative Visionaries Podcast your guide to unlocking the full potential of podcasting and beyond. Our vision is bold to empower and amplify voices through creative marketing solutions, expert podcast coaching, and a vibrant, inclusive community. We're your partners in this exciting adventure. Our journey is all about connection, expertise, and realizing your untapped potential. Let us be your guide on this journey as we create an environment that nurtures growth, fosters relationships, and empowers individuals like you to excel in podcasting. Are you ready to take your podcast journey to the next level? Together, let's shape the future of podcasting. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Are you a podcaster wanting to take your show to the next level? Do you want a dedicated marketing team so you can focus on creating great episodes? Look no further than the done-for-you podcast marketing service from Remarker.fm. Stop trying to market your own podcast alone and let Remarker's marketing experts handle it for you. Remarker will transcribe your episodes, write detailed show notes, curate shareable quotes and clips, promote your episode across social media, and run paid ads, all tailored specifically to your show and your audience. You'll get a full podcast marketing team for a fraction of the cost of hiring in-house. Leave the marketing to Remarker so you can focus entirely on podcasting. With Remarker's premium done-for-you service, you'll get unparalleled podcast promotion to help you gain listeners, engagement, and reviews. Go to Remarker.fm to learn more and get 10% off with a promo code Visionary. Invest in your podcast growth. Let Remarker take you to the next level. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Today I am super excited to introduce you to our guest, Nicole Belisle. Nicole is the founder of Living Leaders, host of Living Leaders Podcast, and an executive educator at Harvard University. Nicole, welcome on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Tori. I'm so glad to be here. So tell us a little bit more
0: about who you are and what it is you're doing uh, with the work that you do now.
1: So In my heart of hearts, I am a nature lover and a business nerd. And I've sort of been that way my whole life. And how that translates into what I'm doing now is that I do a lot of coaching and leadership education with everyone from founders all the way up to Fortune 500 executives to really look at what is the future of leadership? How do we move towards a more conscious and regenerative way of doing business? and running our team so that we are not harming ourselves and burning out, but also not over extracting from nature and, and being unsustainable in how we're doing things. So that's really at the center of everything that I do across any project that I'm working on these days.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned regenerative leadership. So can you expand on that for those of us who are new to that term?
1: Of course. So regenerative leadership Another way to say it would be nature-inspired leadership. And what we typically mean by this is that we're looking at the dozen or so principles that nature uses in how nature designs really anything, whether it's a a system or a process or a quote-unquote product. If you look at the patterns that nature is using, you can actually distill this down into about 12 principles. And it's things like, energy efficiency, or building momentum in cycles. So nature, for example, wouldn't scale linearly as we try to, or exponentially, right? In in how we are often doing it in startup world and in business world, there's natural rhythms and cycles or seasons in nature. And the other one that I really love is that nature has no waste. And this kind of goes hand in hand with that energy efficiency. Um, So if we are looking at these principles as... Our design principles for how we build our business models, how we design our operational systems from marketing to sales to running our teams, we can really unlock a a form of business and a form of self-organizing where we're not burning out to the level that we have been in the workplace over the last, say, 10 years. And because this has only gotten worse through COVID and I mean... I just feel like we are on this—we are on some kind of roller coaster ride, <laughs> overworking ourselves, and it, it's really come at the expense of the health of not only our, ourselves in our physical bodies, but also the health of our planet. Um, so it, we're trying to get back to our nature in a way and operate in in a more aligned version of business
0: and i think that i love that because i don't think many people think of uh their business in cycles and leadership and growth and put those those pieces together and so i love that that's kind of the approach and the um the thought process that you're coaching and teaching people because it really does break it down into understanding you know as a business owner there's there's certain times where you're like okay i've got this on my agenda to do today but i just do not feel motivated at all (laughs) to do that piece of work and so it's like we don't understand like oh you know maybe it's like oh you get down on yourself because you didn't uh, achieve that task or you didn't do that project or whatever but really maybe it's you're not aligned and you're not in the right uh mindset or mode or cycle of your business to do that and and see the progress where you need it to be. So having a, a different perspective to put yourself you know in a, a a way that you'll be successful by using that process, I think is a, is a great tool to use.
1: Yeah, you really nailed it. Like that is really the essence of working cyclically in business too because I mean people are familiar with things like batching, right? Where we're we're batch content creating or batch scheduling our social media posts or whatever it might be. However, this is this is a much more energy efficient way of of doing all different types of work. And and you're right when we're not in alignment or it's not the right phase of our business, for example, maybe we're trying to force it. We we think this is something we should do or we got advice from some external source that's saying, oh, you should do it this way. And something's just off, right? So there's the intuitive piece of feeling that alignment with the task itself. But for those business owners and, and content creators or leaders who have menstrual cycles, the other really interesting piece of this is that our hormones also play a big role in this and vary drastically across the four phases of the menstrual cycle, which not coincidentally exactly mirror the four seasons in nature summer (laughs) summer fall winter spring but also the four phases of the moon it's like we have this microcosm of a pattern of these four phases within us and for example when all of our hormones are at their peak like we're at our peak estrogen progesterone really, really feeling ourselves during our ovulatory phase or the full moon phase, we were actually better communicators. We like, this is a great time to get in front of a camera and do interviews or make an investor pitch. It's so there are all these different strategic functions that, that we need to do as business owners. And yet if we can align with the natural rhythms of our own bodies, it's actually more energy efficient. And we, we might feel that natural flow or that natural alignment that you're talking about where you're just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm feeling this. And if, if we don't, there might actually be a hormonal (laughs) reason for that. And we haven't really been taught this. Like you don't learn that in sex ed or anything like that. Right? Like we just kind of adopt this narrative or this myth that the entrepreneur has to work a hundred hour week and, sacrifice absolutely everything to be in the hero's journey and make it to the top as quickly as possible. And I like, I really think that that is not true. I think some of our deepest wisdom and insights come from the moments where we rest and really honor our bodies and can see the full picture of what we're doing. Like we can see our purpose. We can see the things we should stop doing that aren't working for us. We can feel into, To where we're really called to grow our businesses next and if we're stuck in that that hyper productivity and just go 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 we're not actually listening Mm -hmm. to the rhythms of our own bodies or to really what our business wants to become i think there's there's a lot of intuition there
0: that's awesome you know i'm thinking about as you're as you're talking there's two thoughts that come to mind and and it's how there's so many more female leaders that are growing and emerging in this time. And so there's there's something really interesting about this conversation because the there's more female leaders and the more we can get those female leaders to lean into um, that role as a leader, but then also understand their cycle or, um, the way that they work or getting aligned with how they work, I think is going to be an integral part to the growth of our our uh, economy, our nature, all businesses and everything. And the other part that I think is, is interesting to point out is that there's seasons, right? So I'm curious, how do we, so like as a business leader and owner myself, How do I know when those cycles are or when those seasons are so that I can align my uh, creativity or my, you know, planning or strategy around those times so that so you can put the pieces together right so like is there, is there a map, is there an outline like how do we figure that out.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. If you're, if you're aligning with the menstrual cycle itself, you can actually go by the four phases of your own menstrual cycle. And this works really well if you're say a solo founder or a solopreneur, but if you have, if you have a team, you can also think about it in monthly cycles. And so like any cycle, right. There's like, there's a beginning with a ramp up a peak a ramping down and an end or a rest phase. And so even just honoring the the totality of a cycle, because often we're skipping the ramp down and the rest phase (laughs) where that integration can really happen or we can have that self-reflection and let go of what's not working. So if, if you're wanting to sync with a cyclical approach, you can look at it at different scales. You can look at it within a, a monthly cycle. You can look at it within an annual cycle and break the the four phases down by quarters. I've actually like kind of gone out on a, a limb there and I no longer go by quarters. I actually go by nature seasons instead, like even how I do my finances and all of that. And if you think about the the different activities that would bucket neatly into each of those phases, the first phase or the spring phase is your most creative phase. So this is when you're going to be naturally more creative. Maybe we want to do your content writing, or you want to sit down and map out your strategy and set your intentions and kind of dream into what's possible. Start sowing those seeds, reach out to people in your network work that you've been wanting to form relationships to it's like a time for beginning yeah. and then in that summer season or if you're going by the menstrual cycle it's your ovulatory phase again this is when you'd like be really out in front of the camera like you're the most visible because you're you're glowing like this is the time to to get out there and really push your message and take bigger risks because you are a better communicator your vision's going to come through more effortlessly and you'll be better received And then you get into this amazing phase that, I mean, our current culture over-prioritizes. I call it the get shit done phase. Like This is the fall energy of back to school, school's in session, let me get everything organized, tie up loose ends, I, I have access to even greater detail orientation in all that I'm doing. And then finally, once you kind of wrap up those projects you can really leverage this rest phase of of saying, okay, let me look at the cycle that I just lived. Let Let me retro on the month that I just went through. What worked, what didn't, what do I wanna keep? What did I learn? All of these things. And then let me actually just rest and take a breath and see what comes up in the spaciousness before I go into the next part, the next cycle. Um, so, so yeah, it kind of feels like batching in a lot of ways, but there's, there's more nuance to it and you can al- align it either with your hormonal cycle or the lunar cycle or the months or the quarters and, and so on.
0: Hmm, that's awesome. And so if you were to think, so you just gave us like a year example, right? Cause we're talking about the full seasons, but if you were to break that down into a month, would that feel too quick? Or would it feel natural that we kind of, I mean, cause if you think about it, you've got four quarters, you've got typically four weeks in a month. Is that kind of how you break it down? Like this week is your spring. This is your summer. This is your fall. This is your winter. Is that how you, how you look at it in a month perspective?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially that's exactly the way to do it in the menstrual cycle. The ovulatory phase is actually shorter. Then the other cycles and the, what we call the luteal phase or the, the fall phase, the get shit done phase is a bit longer. So that, that typically takes up almost 50% of, of the cycle. And then the rest is the the creative spring the ovulatory peak and then on the other side of the productivity phase you've got the the rest phase so there's it's not a perfect distribution in the four weeks but you could systematize it to that and still be pretty close and it, it wouldn't feel too quick it wouldn't feel like you're fitting too much in
0: And would this work for, for our our male listeners, right? So we talk, we're talking about menstrual cycle. We're talking about cyclical. Do you just for, for male leaders, do you just break it down into seasonal? Like you just did, like, this is how we talk about, you know, how we're going to structure your business around these cycles versus, you know,
1: for the female leaders. Yeah. So the beauty of this is that. All humans need rest, <laughs> whether we <laughs> menstruate or not and so for for men who really want to be engaging in this way and, and supporting this more feminine version of leadership, they can still participate in these these project cycles mm. and still kind of go along with the design of that but interestingly enough so so this whole rhythm of four seasons, four weeks in a month et cetera it's this is called the infradian rhythm and it's it's the lesser known rhythm of our bodies. We we've heard of the circadian rhythm. Yeah. That is actually the male version of what we're talking about here and that happens in a 24-hour cycle. So for men, they if they want to sync with their hormones, they can it's the same pattern, right? Because nature loves patterns across different scales it's it's just a fractal the pattern is fractaled at in these different scales which it always blows my mind um but for men they have their testosterone peak in late afternoon so so similarly they could start their day with their creative flow their most creative part of the day they're really anchoring themselves and setting their intentions maybe having a morning practice or a morning routine and then ramping up to peak meetings really building their relationships, getting out there and holding any meetings or, yeah, just anything relationally, and then getting shit done or wrapping things up in that last part of the day, and then having a, re- a real rest at the end and, and letting themselves drop into that self-reflective space as they wind down the day. So it's, it's important that we actually log off and <laughs> give ourselves that tech detox at night prioritize healthy sleep and getting the full 8 hours or whatever it is our body is needing. Integration happens for all, you know, all humans regardless of gender in that space, but but men can actually do this too and then join this larger rhythm at the monthly or the annual level.
0: That's so fascinating. How did you how did you discover this rhythm and this pattern and and come to coach
1: and teach about this? yeah so i actually i burnt out so hard (laughs) like (laughs) 10 years ago i burnt out so hard my gosh and it's no surprise like i had a nine to five and i was putting everything i had into that i was helping a startup on on the side i had my own side hustle on top of you know this friend's startup that i was helping and i was getting i was going to mba school at night so it's in an evening mba program and i thought like well this is this is i'm also from new england where it's busyness sort of is a badge of honor so I really grew up steeped in that culture Mm -hmm. and I was looking around and I thought this can't be all there is this doesn't feel successful because I'm not happy I have no space in my day to actually be with myself it's go 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 all the time and physically it took a toll I had chronic back pain I was starting to have heart palpitations I was living off caffeine all day long and then trying to self-regulate my nervous system with wine in the evening. Like it was just, I was in we a different sort of cycle back
0: then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <And laughs> so I knew that I needed to heal my body and find a way to, to do that over time. And honestly, it was, it was kind of synchronistic how I found out about cycle syncing, it came through a book by Alyssa Vitti. And she's one of the, the better known thought leaders in this space. Mm. And as I read her book, I I just cried, honestly, mm. because I I was mourning and feeling so much grief for the younger versions of me that had no idea how powerful the menstrual cycle actually was. And I, I couldn't believe that this was the first time I was hearing this. Yes. And so it was a bit of a... A menstrual awakening, if you will, where I was like, "Wait a minute, the world of work as we know it and the structures that we're living by, especially in startup culture or cult- work cultures of overproductivity, like that is not actually designed for my female body." Mm, and so interesting. It, it helped me realize I'm not the thing that's broken here. Mm. <laughs> I'm just living in a paradigm that doesn't honor my body's natural rhythm. So that, that was huge and sent me down at this point, it's been probably a six or seven year journey of trying to understand how can I apply the principles of the world of biomimicry, which is, you know, how we, how we mimic nature's principles and cycle thinking, how can we actually apply that to business and leadership to change work culture as we know it to heal burnout, to heal work trauma—I mean, I can't even tell you how many people in my life are so traumatized and so stressed by their jobs that they're on medication, they're they're drinking and overeating. It's like yeah. our our work culture ha- is creating actual harm mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and I don't I don't think we're talking about that enough. So that this has kind of been my way of healing myself, and it worked so well that I was like. I have to bring this to more people, yeah. like who am i to to sit on how well this has been working i mean it's and it shows in the metrics too It's not just theory it's it actually shows in the metrics of of my own business and of the the clients that I've been serving over the years.
0: yeah, what I love about that is that you're living in your purpose, right you've found. Your passion and your purpose and like you said, you can't just live with it and, and be happy that you figured it out, you have to share with the world. And share with these female leaders and, and even male leaders, I mean there's there's a side of it that you know is beneficial for our male leaders and understanding that too, so I love that you are totally leaning into your purpose and and helping others with the knowledge and the, the information that you've uh, experienced.
1: Thank you thank you.
0: So there's one other piece that you talk about in and that's self Reiki. And so how does that tie in to this? um, The conversation that we just had?
1: Yeah, so it it gets really interesting here. Because one of the ways that you can think about cycle syncing and everything that we're talking about here, it, it boils down to energy management, we're actually through doing this, we're learning how to manage our energy more effectively and more efficiently so that we can hit our goals and build momentum and actually regenerate (laughs) like nature regenerates. We have not been doing a great job of giving ourselves the gift of rest and regeneration and self Reiki. So for the longest time, I didn't know how in the heck this was going to connect to business. I, I learned self Reiki as a practice when I was 18 because my mom did it and self Reiki for anyone who doesn't know it's a hands-on energy healing method and it's very very relaxing it's basically like the laying of hands on different parts of the body and you feel the warmth of the hands you, you start to go into kind of a meditative state and the idea is that we all have life force energy and so this is a time to kind of Release any blockages that we might have, and whoever is giving the reiki as the practitioner is just assisting that process. It's it's bringing our bodies back to our innate ability to heal ourselves that we've yeah. that we've forgotten. And cycle syncing is similar in that way, but with self reiki, I found that. I was, I mean, and I was in pretty high stakes situations in my career where I'm like going into board meetings and I'm the only woman in the room, I'm walking into a reception with like tech billionaires. I'm like, how is it that I'm even here? So I had a <laughs> lot of stressful situations and I found I need I need to figure out how I can manage my energy so that I can clear this anxiety, connect to myself, like stay clear and on purpose and, and just kind of feel safe in my body, to be honest, to really yeah. get out of that that sympathetic nervous, I always mix them up, but the fight or flight nervous system yeah. and, and calm that so that I could be the best version of myself because stress is contagious in a lot of ways. If we as leaders are showing up to our teams hyper-stressed, Cortisol as a hormone is actually contagious. The, the other bodies in the room pick up on that signal and become stressed. So as a leader, I actually see it as, I see self-Reiki, which is basically just doing Reiki on yourself through the, the placing of hands on your own body and taking a few breaths and grounding down into the earth. It's, it's like you can do it in 10 seconds and it rewires your nervous system. But I found that I needed it to be okay (laughs) as, as a a leader who was experiencing stress and burnout and anxiety, but also I came to see that, wow, I actually have a self-responsibility to my team to show up with a calm nervous system so that, that I can be a safe space and that I can build trust in, in this community of people, if you will, because we are actually a collective nervous system. Mm. which is wild. So it's just another way that we as leaders can manage our own energy and support the energy of others.
0: Yeah. Now, how do you, how do you combat uh, the questions, the people who come and say, oh, well, that is so woo woo, or I don't, I don't know how that's going to work with me. How do you, how do you coach those people to understand that, you know, it's just, Energy is in you already it's just a matter of recognition or understanding and it's it's to help you moving forward how do you How do you approach those people
1: usually with with science, usually with neuroscience and and dropping them into what's actually happening in the nervous system and some of the research that shows mindfulness practices really supporting us to reduce the cortisol levels, to get into that, that calm space and drop out of fight or flight. And there's so much out there and around our cognitive function in this as well, where when we are in that state of fight or flight, we lose access to the executive function of our brain. So sometimes I'll say, how can we be good executives if we literally don't have access to the executive function of our brain? We can't make long-term decisions. We can't process complex information we lose access to our empathy and our ability to sense make our situation so all of these things sort of go away and these are the exact things that make us good leaders in the first place so if if there's a practice that is that can happen in as little as 10 seconds and bring us back to our bodies and calm the nervous system and that's going to make us a better leader it's like what's the risk of trying And if it's not self-Reiki, find your version of that. It it also doesn't have to be Reiki if that feels too woo-woo. I've just found that a lot of people, (laughs) once they try it, they're like, oh my gosh, how did I go my whole life not knowing how to do this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you, you said that if it's not this, find what works for you, because it's, it's just a matter of figuring out how your, how your body works and how you function and what, what connects to you. And, you know, through conversations and people that I meet, I hear a lot of this stuff and these are like new concepts to me. And I'm like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. And I'm very open to, to learning and listening. And it's, it's funny because I, um, I met someone a couple months ago and he was uh, similar in the space of like, you know, um, being mindful of your body and how do you project yourself and calming your nervous system. And he, he taught me that if you rub your hands together it kind of like resets and calms your your body. And so it kind of puts you in a different state. And the funny thing is, is that I I do that and I didn't notice that I had done it before, but now I'm more cognitive and, and aware of doing that. But my son is nine and he had a presentation at school And so he was had to stand up in front of his class to do a presentation. And he said that morning before school, I'm really nervous, mommy, I I don't know, you know, if I'm gonna be okay and like, I'm gonna what what if I don't say something right and so I told him these three things I said rub your hands together, because that will make you calm and it will reset your energy. And I said, open up your chest. These are all things that I've learned, right? Open up your chest, because that will open up your confidence. And then just take a deep breath and just relax and then go from there. And so I was like, so proud of myself that, you know, I've learned these things for myself. And I'm helping, you know, my child and this younger generation to understand that, it's okay to be nervous, right? you It's natural feeling, it's a natural, you know, response. Just do these little simple things. Nobody's gonna notice or understand what you're doing. It's not like they're gonna look at you and think, what is he doing? You know, cause it's so natural. And so um, I talked to him after school and I said, how did it go? And he was like, it was great. I wasn't even nervous. (laughs) And I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, I love being able to have these little things that help myself, my, you know, fellow colleagues, entrepreneurs, my children, my spouse, like all these little things that just make us better people. You know, all around. So thank you for yeah. sharing all of this information and 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 telling us about the importance of this.
1: It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I, I love that story so much, too, because not only are you supporting the future generation in these practices, but we as leaders, right? Like our inner child never goes away. We imposter syndrome is always going to come up. And if we are continually growing, Hopefully it does. Like, hopefully we are scared sometimes. If we feel anxious sometimes, that's okay. Like, just like you said. So in hearing your story, I'm like, oh gosh, if more leaders could also talk to themselves Mm -hmm. like that and right. do the kind of the inner parenting work of really being with their scared inner child. It's yeah. like, we can do hard things. And uh, yeah, so I just, I really appreciate that story and how, <laughs> how tender we can be with our, our self-leadership practices as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I want you to leave us with one final piece of advice or uh, someplace that somebody can go to get information. Just, I want you to leave us with something inspiring.
1: Would be happy to. I would say, oh, if if I could share anything, it would be trust yourself. Yeah. Just trust yourself. You your body knows. The mind will kick up and have doubts and tell you all kinds of stories and make all kinds of noise about why something might not work out. But trust your body. Your body knows where where to lead you. And if people want to know more or find out how to work with me, you can head to either Belisle.com or livingleaders.org. And you can find out more about the self Reiki online course that I offer if that's a practice that you want to bring into your business or into your really just your life. Um, and then also on livingleaders.org, there's more info on my cyclical leadership program where you can learn how to cycle sync to grow your business.
0: Awesome. Well, Nicole, it has been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for giving us your time to share your story and um, share this, this revolutionary approach to leadership.
1: Thank you, Tori. It was so nice to be with you in this and yeah, thanks for having me. I loved the conversation.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.